Yeah. Um, listening yeah. to your intuition doesn't mean everything's going to be magic. No. No. Oh. What, what would be the fun in that? Mm. You're going to listen and you're going to make a decision. And in that moment, it will be the right decision. And then in a few weeks, you'll be like, why the F did I make that decision? It doesn't seem like that was the right decision. That's the whole game of intuition. And that, my friend, is the voice of Darcy Benincosa, an amazing photographer, entrepreneur, business coach. And this episode is all about intuition. It's a commonly overlooked tool, I think, in this day and age with there being so much information out there, we're constantly Googling the how-to, the best way to, and Darcy flips it on its head and says, shush, listen to your intuition first. And she breaks out really why it's important and how she goes about doing it, recommends a couple books for you as well to read if you're interested in it. And then lastly, she shares two guides that she's put together. One is called The Guide to Making More Money, and the other is The Art of Abundance. So stay tuned. Let's rock. This is for all the artists and entrepreneurs, those of you with big ideas, unique skills, but still struggle to answer questions like, how do I make money yet still have time to be an artist? How do I run a business if my mind isn't wired that way? And how can I create a future that isn't solely dependent on me trading my time for money? My name is Nathan Freitas, and this podcast is dedicated to answering those questions and demystifying running a profitable creative business. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Nathan Freitas here with Darcy Benacosa coming to you live. I'm in Costa Rica. Darcy, where are you? Salt Lake City, Utah. Almost as cool as Costa Rica, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, we're talking about intuition today. I am incredibly pumped to have Darcy on the podcast. I have been consuming her podcast, her content, her energy for, gosh, the past six plus months. Um, and I'm just so honored to have you on the podcast today, Darcy. Thank you Aww. for joining us. It's an honor to be here. You just are vibrant and full of life and you have such a strong mission that I am really looking forward to our conversation. Well, thank you. Well, um, and by the way, if you're, as you're listening, anyone who's listening in your car, on your, on your phone, uh, stay, uh, stay tuned to the end. We're, we're going to talk about some specific uh, documents, PDFs that Darcy's pulled together. Uh, one is called The Guide to Making More Money, and the other is The Art of Abundance and how to tap into your soul, your true life's purpose. And then from that place, boom, give it out to the world. So uh, stay tuned for those. But today's episode is about intuition. And here, here's the kind of the inspiration behind this episode before we jump in. Um, I, if you've been listening to my episode, my podcast episodes, you know, that you know, my background is this corporate guy and, um, you know, I have sales and marketing at salesforce.com and Microsoft, but I've had this inner artist that has been screaming to get out and it took a divorce to slap me across the face and say, Hey, you have another chapter here to write. And so I've been actively doing that. And one of the things that's come up, come, come up recently was that this idea of intuition, this idea of listening to your inner voice, 
um, and how from that place you can have even more success, more abundance, uh, more happiness. Uh, and maybe not in the sense that the world views it, but that's kind of like my, my passion right now is, is really teaching creative entrepreneurs this specific nugget, because I feel like from this, and Darcy, I feel like you would agree, and you're going to be talking the majority of the time as I finish here. Um, but from this nugget of goodness, right, which is intuition, it's self-love, that we can then really have the successful business, a successful marriage, romantic partnership, whatever it is. But we've got to start with the inner first. And it's not the fun stuff that everyone wants to talk about. Right? Everyone talks about tactics and strategies, but this is the fun work. So that's why I'm having Darcy on, because she is the queen of this. Uh, besides her love for uh, The Rock, <laughs> she is uh, a lover of intuition and manifesting. So I am so pumped for today. So pumped. Uh, okay. So let's jump in. Here, here's the biggest question. I want to lay a, a groundwork, a little, some groundwork here, Darcy, as you receive that package. Um, oh, there's, there's the pup. <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about what is your definition of intuition? Because you talk about woo-woo, right? You talk about manifesting, you talk about intuition. What's your definition of intuition and why is it necessarily different than the other two? Well, intuition is something we all have. And um, that's the first thing to know. You know, we're all gifted that. And it is really just your internal compass. It's your knowing that heavy breathing is coming from my dog, not from me, just for anybody <laughs> listening right now. I have a very anxious Pomeranian on my lap. Um, it's your inner knowing. So, so often, especially in this world, as social media has grown and we're on our devices, um, I'm a little bit older than a lot of you, so I didn't grow up with a phone in my hand. It's that ability to know without Googling. It's that ability to know without asking a coach. It's that ability to know what is the right step for you what you should do. And it can come on many different levels. It can come as far as like women knowing if you should walk this certain path to work or not, or if you get this feeling like I'm going to go a different route, or I'm going to have somebody walk me to my car tonight. That's intuition to what should you do for your job and your life's work to how can you get to know your partner better to, you know, so often we default our major life decisions to a Google search when we actually know the answer already. And that's really interesting for people to think about because most people are convinced they don't know the answers for their lives. And that's not yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, I, don't, I don't remember what the other two you said to counteract it with, but that's just, that's just, you know, that's just part of our human nature is having an intuition. But I, the, I, I'm going to, let, let's, let's double click into this, right? This my, okay. my, my tech brain, right? The, the, this in theory makes sense. And you mm -hmm. obviously know how to do this. And I feel like I'm starting to listen to this a lot more, especially over the past two years. But I would venture to guess that whoever's listening right now is probably thinking, but I don't know. I've never done it before. That's right? true. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason we don't know is because many of us have defaulted our own sense of self to a common idea. So, for example, I grew up very religious and uh, in my religion, 
um, I was taught that the Holy ghost would whisper things in my ear. You know, we have this like angel Mm -hmm. on our shoulder and devil on our shoulder and they, they take turn whispering things like do the extra credit and don't drink that beer or whatever, you know, when you're in high school. So in that respect, that's really the Holy spirit is a, sometimes an easy way. If you've grown up Christian to realize, oh, that's my inner knowing. And some Christians listening to this might feel uncomfortable because they might think, oh, wait, no, it's really the Holy Ghost. It's not me. And there's this mm-hmm. beautiful journey to go in to realize it's it doesn't matter. It is the knowing. It is the information. And, you know, whether you believe it comes from a Holy Spirit, whether you believe it comes from uh, an ancestor, whether you believe it comes from your highest self, whether you believe it just comes from your own basic instincts. So it is a muscle. Intuition is a muscle. And the more you exercise it, the more it will grow and that you will, you know, you will be able to use it. If you kept your eyes closed forever and then you mm-hmm. tried to open them, seeing things would feel really weird. You would not understand certain shapes and, you know, if you'd never seen, and then all of a sudden you saw, well, I feel like a lot of people with their intuition have their eyes closed. They haven't yet opened up this sixth sense that we have, um, to know things. I don't know. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. And I think as we get into some stories okay. of how you've listened to this voice, it'll make even more sense. I have uh, I have one last like it's funny the way my brain thinks you might think this way too I'm very I'm very visual right so I think like broad like puzzle pieces first mm. and then I get into the puzzle pieces and figure out how they all fit together that's just the way my brain's wired um, so the this other puzzle piece that I'm curious about because as I've been listening to my head let's say intuition starts here I find that I feel it in my body when mm-hmm. it's true intuition and not just like ego. Yeah. Um, and I'm just curious if that's the same for you. Do you feel it in your body when you're listening to intuition, you know, it's intuition and not something else. And if so, where do you feel it? Yeah. So intuition is definitely not so much in your head. And here's the reason why we're so, we, we have such a hard time tapping into it, especially in Western culture in America is because we are taught to live all in our head. Mm-hmm. So we analyze things we hustle, we achieve, we use logic, we, um, we're in our heads all the time and intuition, at least the way intuition appears for me, it can appear to people in different ways, depending on their, um, mode of listening to themselves. But I think a lot of intuition is with our gut, you know, Mm. and hearts, you know, when Mm. we're like, I have that gut feeling and it's where, you know, something And you can't reason, you can't reason it. Okay. So like we can reason in our heads and we can say, everything makes sense for me to do this and this and this, like, listen, how many of us, I dated a guy once we looked perfect on paper. He was everything that I wanted. He was even tall, which I really wanted. He was like six, six. He was a professor. He had everything I wanted. Reasonably, we would have been the match made in heaven. And my gut just was like, no, like my, my whole body was like, no. And there was no reason why he was an amazing person. So there's this gut reasoning of why we make certain choices. And most of us use our intuition. We don't realize we're using it and it, it cannot be reasoned. 
Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And it's really cool to use with reason, right? Like, so when I'm talking about intuition, I'm not saying cast all reason aside, just go out and listen to your heart and do whatever strange thing you want to do. No reason has reason and logic and strategy and game plans have gotten me a really long way, but every good business owner will tell you every great person in a relationship will tell you, you know, every person who's in like one of those ideal relationships or in an ideal position in your business will tell you that they have relied upon something more than reason. And that is an inner knowing on how to make decisions and not put those decisions outside of yourself. Because what's happening now with so many people is that they don't know how to find the answers for themselves. They mistrust their own internal guidance system. And so then they're really susceptible to what other people want for them. You know, think of a relationship where the one person calls the shots all the time and the other person doesn't really want to do it, but they go along with it because they're not quite sure what they want instead. You know, I'm not giving Mm -hmm. great stellar examples here, but I'm just trying to drive the point home a little bit. It's true. I I have actually, so I, I shared this with you offline, but I'd gone to this Joe Dispenza meditation, week-long meditation retreat in Mexico. And it was like deep, you know, he would teach a topic. We would then teach each other on that topic and then wrap it all together in a, in a, um, in a meditation. And I remember one of the things early on that he was teaching was that the way our brains work, which are, you know, connecting neurons and creating neural nets in our head. And, and those become habits, right? We all know this, uh, but by the time we're 35, I'm 39, by the way. So I, I'm pretty sure I'm older than you. <laughs> I'm 43. You're 43? Okay. You can't tell. Uh -uh. (laughs) That's because I've only had really happy decisions (laughs) in in certain things. I I think it's because I don't have kids. I hear they age you. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They they add a they they make you wise. We'll just say that. They make you wise. (laughs) Yeah. But it was the this this uh this fact that he shared was that by the age of 35. 95% 95% of what we do in our head is, is automated. And that could be thoughts. That could be physical habits, like biting your nails, all that stuff. Um, it is automated. And what I've been finding is I'm unraveling those automations to your point around intuition is, you know, the, the stories that I've told myself around how to build a business or how to be successful, you know, the, like the main story that I had years ago, I mean, it was four years ago was that the only way to make millions of dollars was to go pre IPO with a startup. Mm-hmm. That was my frame of reference. That was it. That's, that's yeah. how I knew how to do it. And so my whole life had been driven towards becoming a chief marketing officer for some high tech company. And then when I got, you know, I got turned into the digital marketing space, like, oh my gosh, there's so many other ways of making money. And, and then, and then especially over the past year, it's like, okay, money's not even important right now. I just, I just, I want to like, <laughs> I want to find my mm-hmm. true, my true power. Anyways, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you when it comes to this fact that not only is our generation, but the generations coming after us, they're even more susceptible to um, relying on other people and not listening to ourselves. Um, so yes. So let's take yeah. that with Joe Dispenza yes. as the example. Okay. Uh-huh. Joe Dispenza is highly regarded. He's there to help change your mindset. Um, he's got his whole method. And um, let's say you go to Mexico and most things ring true. And then one thing doesn't, and you're like, mm, yes, what he's saying, that is not, that is not actually my, that does not align for me. Right. 
that's yeah. your intuition. And so, you know, Joe Dispenza, some people can put him up as a guru, but he's just there using his intuition to teach you something. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can believe the parts that serve and then leave the parts that don't. And that's the thing is like, so many of us dive into these, you know, these things, which I think give us this eye-opening experience. And then we have yes. to come back home and assimilate it with what we want. You know, so much of this new age stuff is saying like, here's how to be a millionaire. Here's how to be the CEO. Here's how to get a hundred thousand followers. Here's how to, yes. um, you know, get all these likes. Here's how to do this. And all of that in some way is still selling us a product. And what I have found with my own intuition is to really question what the promises are given to me in certain situations and really put them with my own soul. So I'll give you an example. I was out with dinner with some, you know, entrepreneurs who make a lot of money, do great, take time to rest. They're not, they're not like the number one, right? They're probably mm -hmm. like the number five in their field. And mm -hmm. one of them was like, no, I'm not the number one. You know why? Because who is number one had to break some really in more morals to get to number one. They had to go off their own intuition. They had to maybe sell out on something. They maybe had to do this. And so I don't want to be number one. I would rather be number five and have followed my own path. And that's the thing that I think intuition can come back to. And and all of us, whatever our goals are, I would ask us if it's really what we want or if it's what we've been told to want. So we've been told in America, number one is the best. In other countries, they aren't told that. <laughs> They're told that the community over the one is actually much richer. We've been told that we need to be millionaires. Well, really after you make like $250,000, your life between 250K and, and, and seven figures isn't that big of difference. Like you kind of get all your needs met. So then it's like, what do I want to do with this money? So there's mm -hmm. something about gaining money because it's in your soul's path because you're good at it because you can do good things with it versus the achievement of showing people you made seven figures. So there's a lot of things happening in humanity right now that are very much about showing that we're important instead of knowing your own value inside, outside of these external validations. I don't know if this is making any sense, but when I think of intuition, it really is tapping into what is best for my path, what is best for my life outside of how America would value what I'm doing. Because one of the things with intuition is you have to know yourself so well. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust your journey and you have to kind of not care if it matches what the American dream is, because I think so many people are blinded by the American dream and thus they sacrifice their own special path in life they were supposed to take because they're going after this thing that one person said we should all have. Does that make sense? It does to me. Okay. I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm processing. It, it stirs a lot of emotions for me. It actually hits home. Um, I've been dancing with, I wouldn't say fighting with, dancing with, um, playfully dancing with this challenge of what others expect and especially around social media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a year ago I hired an assistant and 
her job was to help me build my social media presence and to automate a lot of the stuff that I didn't really have the time to do, but I knew that was supposed to be done. And just this coming into this year, I didn't feel like doing it anymore. And it was, it's kind of like, it reminds me of the conversation you have with that, that, that number five entrepreneur ever dinner. It just was like, I don't want to do it that way. It didn't, it doesn't, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't ring. Like it just doesn't ring with me um, that way that I was doing it. It doesn't ring true. So I, I haven't figured it out yet, but I know that I'm making decisions from like, you know, I feel it in my chest Mm -hmm. when it's a, when it's the right decision. And that, that feels right to me. It feels like I'm holding true to where I am right now at this moment. This is how I need to approach it. Um, So that it does make sense. I would love to, what I'd love to do is, is, is give a listener here. You talked about, you know, this being a muscle Mm -hmm. and I, and I think even though we haven't given a business per se example, like in your business, if you listening to intuition, I don't think you tell me if I'm wrong, but I I don't think we need to spend time talking about another example. I think we need to spend time talking about Darcy's workout plan to build the intuition muscle, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, because to me, we've given examples of relationship intuition, um, just environmental intuition, walking down a dark alley as a woman, mm-hmm. feeling that, you know, I shouldn't go down there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, business intuition, you know, the, the, the person over dinner that you were speaking with. I think those are enough examples. Um, so I'm very curious, what is the, can we kind of put, put together, what, what are the three, you know, key exercises in, in the, the, uh, the intuition muscle workout plan? It's so simple. You already mm. know it. <laughs> What would you tell your, someone who needed to listen to their intuition? Uh, create space. That's what the first yeah. thing I would say. Yeah. 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 That's the biggest thing. And that's like what I love about your soul telling you no on social media is because your soul knows you are bigger than what that was at that moment. Was it serving Nathan to go do these little things. And I don't want to discount what we do on social media. I put a beautiful content out there. You do too. But at the moment it was a no for you. And the reason it was a no for you is probably because you were being called to create space to get to know Nathan on the next level. And I cannot tell you how many people have a very hard time sitting in silence for 30 minutes, not listening to a guided meditation, You can, but to me, that's just another way to fill space without actually listening. So a great way that I listen to my intuition, I take like a walk every day with nothing in my ears and I just walk. And as I'm walking, I do not try to not have thoughts. In fact, I allow all my questions for my business, for whatever, to just roll through. And as I walk and I allow the, the thought to be there without listening to a podcast that's going to try and tell me to like hustle, do my Facebook ads, do the, like the podcasts are there. I know I'm right now. I'm telling you what to do right now. You're listening to me walking. Just turn me off right now. <laughs> no, finish, finish this first. Then you turn me off. Um, I just allow all the thoughts of my day and then I have a little note, a little voice memo. And I'll, as soon as I've got the right answer for that thing, 
I voice memo it and then I put it away and then I start on the next thing that I'm having questions about. Should I go into partnership with this person? Should I say yes to this? You know, where you say yes and where you say no, that's your whole intuition. If I could give anybody like one create space and then pay very dedicated attention to why did you just say yes or why did you say no? And you know, it's funny, like you had asked me to be on your podcast a while ago and it just wasn't the right time for me. And then we were talking and now, and then, and then you followed up, which congratulations, that was so awesome. You're such a good follow-up person. It, it, it has teach, taught me a lot. And then we were talking before we recorded and you said, Darcy, I just had this powerful experience. I think it's probably, I think I probably needed to have that before we had this conversation. And as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, that's your intuition. You totally knew that when you said it, I was like, yes, like we have to trust our yeses and our nos um, are what we really want. Even if people think we're mean now I'm speaking mostly to women, when women say no, they sometimes have this idea that other people will think they're mean, um, or, you know, and that's why women don't listen to their intuition so much is because they'd rather deny their intuition than be perceived as mean. And being perceived as mean is mostly just saying no to a coffee date or to a PTA promise or to doing something you don't want to do. Or, you know, I said no to being on your podcast. I really wanted to, but at that time I had no space in my schedule without burning myself out. And so then it was like, okay, let's revisit it. A no is not always a forever no. It's like, you have to trust in the divine timing. So yeah, step number one, create space. Step number two, what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? And your no's have to be as big as your yeses. If you have an imbalance of no of yeses and no no's, you're burned out, you're not listening to yourself, you're not giving yourself space, and that's where most of us are. It's very rarely yeah. that we have more no's than yeses. That's very rare. Um, it's really good to have a balance. So for every three yeses you say, you probably got to say three to four no's. And most people are saying yes to everything because there's this little idea that came about that never used to be an idea in the world before, but now it is. And it's called FOMO. (laughs) Remember when FOMO Mm -hmm. was invented? We as Mm -hmm. a human race invented that. I don't know why. It's because we don't like living in our present moment and we always think we should be somewhere else. And that is just such a horrible game to play with your brain. But anyway. Yeah. I also think it's, it's the hustle culture. Yeah. I I was talking it's such a, it's a whole nother conversation, but like I, I sat here, I think it's important that at least anything that I'm saying, I won't speak for you. Anything that I'm saying isn't to discount the need for certain things that might fall into a hustle uh, category that, you know, the busyness that might fall into, like you said, like the Instagram or the social media, these things happen. And the, the, the simplest example that made me realize that these things they're, they're almost, it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, mm-hmm. like here I am in Costa Rica. I was, I've been on basically different little beaches, quiet little beaches, right. Where I can go out and surf and come back and, and meditate for an hour and then, and then do some, you know, some passionate work, but I'm sitting there as a result of many, many humans hustling, right. The internet mm-hmm. would not be out here if people hadn't worked their ass off to create new technology. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like these things, they, they come and go. It's an ebb and flow. Maybe you hustle for a little bit and then you create space. Mm-hmm. So I just share that because I think it's a hard topic to talk about because people are like, well, I have, I have mouths to feed. And yeah. that's true. But I will challenge you and say that 
if you don't create space for yourself first, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes, that you will be less likely to make that money to feed those, those mouths. Well, and it's even a step further is like Instagram is not the thing we're talking about. Instagram is neither good nor bad. It's us and how we utilize it. The internet mm. is neither good or nor bad. The hustle point. can be great if our mindset is great. There have been, you know, years of my life where I have just like, I have been in the hustle in a good way and it mm. grew my business. But it's when you're in the hustle and you're failing, you're, you're tired, you're cranky, your relationships are falling apart. You're not healthy. You're not giving yourself any time to just go look at the blue sky. That is, um, that's a hustle that's of another monster. Yeah. And that monster is your ego. <laughs> so, yes. you know, why are we hustling to feed your family is an amazing reason to hustle. Like that, that's, that's the most powerful reason to hustle. And you can do that with your intuition. You can do that with guidance. You can do that with purpose, or you can hustle and just like be disloyal, be out of integrity, make the fast yeah. money, get the get rich schemes and do everything because I've got to feed this, you know, how do you, it's nourishment. How are you nourishing your children? How are you nourishing yourself in the hustle? It's not the hustle itself. Like it's not the hustle itself. It's your mindset and what you're listening to. And are you hustling just because everybody tells you to hustle when you'd actually be happier making a hundred K instead of a million mm. on a farm where you only mm. had to get on the internet once a week, or, you know what I mean? Like, what is your version of what you want your hustle to look like? I like the way you frame that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's no enemy outside of ourselves. Mm. You know, we can either be friends with ourselves and listen to our intuition and decide that this life is the only life we have that we know of. And we're going to make it the most divine expression of ourselves that we can. Like, yes. it would be so tragic to me. I've seen this again and again, a man becomes a lawyer because his parents wanted him to have security. And so they, he becomes a lawyer and his soul was a musician you know, and he never got to experience his soul being a musician because we had a whole story that musicians weren't valuable or couldn't be paid as much when maybe he would have been much happier making 50, 60 K a year and letting the music of his soul out. And maybe he would have written a one hit wonder that made millions of dollars. Like you never know what your soul's path is, but when you follow the path your parents want, or you follow the path that you think will make you the money that you think will feed your family that's the greatest disservice we've done to men in this country is we've sold them this idea that yes, they have to pay for the entire family, which they love to do, but they have to do it at the sacrifice of their own purpose and their own soul and their own mission. And I think any man with a driven purpose will find the way to make money. It doesn't have to be in the boxes that we've put him mm. in. You make me cry. That, that was me. That was me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, so many men married at 24 with a child, like all oh, baby. I was like, I, <laughs> I'm I'm making money. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about? I'm going back to your workout plan here. We're walking, we're creating space. Mm -hmm. right? Ten reps of that. Mm -hmm. Then we've got our 
you know, asking these questions, what are we saying no to? What are we saying yes? I love your example. Every three yeses should probably be a no. But I'm three very no's. curious. One per one. <laughs> one per one. Okay, we'll do one for one. But what about? I, I want I want you to share. Are there? I'm sure there have been times where you have done this and you've listened and you've said no to something and maybe regretted it. And I'm just curious, hmm. like where is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, listening yeah. to your intuition doesn't mean everything's going to be magic. No, no. Oh. What, what would be the fun in that? Mm. You're going to listen and you're going to make a decision. And in that moment, it will be the right decision. And then in a few weeks, you'll be like, why the F did I make that decision? It doesn't seem like that was the right decision. That's the whole game of intuition yeah. is making the right decision in the moment because we don't know law of variables, we don't know what would have happened if you would have made the alternate decision. And just because you listen to your intuition doesn't mean it's smooth sailing. No, we're on this life path, whatever, whatever you believe in, whatever God or source or whatever. The one thing that is clear is we are here to learn something that we are here to progress, that we are here to create connectedness over separation that we are here to. So, you know, one of your things could take you on a path and then something really stressful happens on that path um, that leads you to a divorce, that leads you to a breakup, that leads you to losing your job, that leads to something breaking down or deconstructing. Well, in my view of life, the deconstructing, the breaking down of something is just as powerful as the building. You know, you don't know how powerful the building of something is until something has fallen apart. And so if your intuition leads you into a place where something just falls apart, man, that to me is the right path. (laughs) That to me is good. You know, if your intuition is just trying to keep you safe every single time, then you can live the Groundhog's Day life, you know, and never be stretched, never take a risk, never move, you know, from your safe city, never move from your hometown, never, you know, experience Mm. something outside of that. That could be your path, but it Mm. really comes down to what you're going to listen to. (laughs) I... I was just writing down as you were talking the this phrase that comes to mind for me from what you just said is that the falling apart, right? It's the challenges in our life mm-hmm. that create the space for intuition, right? The opportunities mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. intuition. Yeah. It's, I love the word game that you use uh, around life. It's, it's so true. The, 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 the fight or flight system, right? That autonomic nervous system in our bodies, it, it, it's going to keep us safe. That's what it's wired to do. And so I, I know from my own life and experience, I have been wanting to play it safe in all these areas, especially when it comes to my artist life, my creative entrepreneur life. Um, because that's a path that I haven't gone down before. You know, that's a scary path. Um, and uh, so it's interesting. I just, it just it hits home. I'm just kind of processing here verbally, but uh it's, it's such a powerful point that following your intuition does not mean it's going to be fun or safe, but that's part of the muscle, right? It'll come later. <laughs> and sometimes it could be, if your intuition is yeah. like, 
let's get it on with this person tonight and make it a magical experience. That's fun. Great. Do that. But like, yeah, life is about, to me, I want to have a very in-depth experience in my life. I want Mm. to go deep Mm. into my thoughts, into my relationships. I don't just want this surfacey level and that will require intuition. Surface level is when you allow everybody else to call the shots. You're happy to come home and just watch five hours of TV after work. You're happy to just stay in the regular day job. You're happy to have a lackluster marriage, you know, and you don't want to push the buttons and you don't, you don't even know how to go into depth with anybody else. And the first person we have to have an in-depth relationship with is ourselves. That is what intuition is, is trusting that you are more than just your head. You are your heart. You are your gut. You are your body. You know, when the hairs on the back of your arm stand up at the thought of doing something, listen to that, avoid that. You know, so many of my friends I've traveled and lived in, I've traveled to over 54 countries, I think, and lived in over eight. And I've never been robbed, knock on wood. I've never been beaten. I've never been accosted. And many of my friends have, and it's because they were not aware or they went down an alley or they thought I can do this because I'm an American or whatever, you know, they don't, they don't learn and listen to their body's compass. They don't pay attention. You know, intuition is paying attention. So if your partner comes in from work and slams the door and you just go back to playing a video game, that's not really paying attention to your life or their life, especially if you've mm-hmm. decided to partner with their life. Um, you know, intuition is a bigger game to play. It has more at stake. There are more emotions. You are not um, just going with the flow as much. You know, you are making some decisions. Your intuition will also ask you questions and it will say, how big do you want to play? what are you going to allow us to accomplish? You know, those little whisperings that you had as a child that you maybe were going to write a book that would change the world, or maybe you should be on a stage, or maybe you were going to, you know, just create some mathematical equation that would make a big deal. Like when we're little, we have the sense, you know, of what, what we're good at. And we just have to, we, we then just, you know, replace it with reason and rationality and safety plans. I want to, I want to wrap this up and, in, in okay. I feel like there's a, not necessarily the podcast, but I want to wrap up this, this thought here. Um, and I want to make sure I don't skip over this because to me, there's a, an important step that you, you've talked about a little bit. Right? You talked about this voice memo piece. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're creating this space. We're asking ourselves these questions. Is it a yes or a no? Where do we feel it in our body? Do I feel it in my mm-hmm. gut? Do I feel it in my chest? And by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll sprinkle on here. If you can't feel it in your body, then maybe you should wait. Wait on listening to that yes or a no until you can actually feel it somewhere in your body. Um, but then you talked about this voice memo piece, right? The, going back to the workout plan. You can obviously see mm-hmm. how my brain thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to me, it's the implementation. It's the action piece of of the, your intuition steps. Um, so from that voice memo, are you, how are you then, I'm just trying to figure out like throughout the day, is, is this the only time in the day where you're listening to intuition or there other times of the day? 
And how are you taking action on that intuition? You know, is it going into, actually, I won't even, I'll just stop there. How are you taking action on the intuition? (laughs) Well, this is the awesome part, Nathan, is you don't even have to logically think about it because it's just like, do you think about breathing? How are you taking action on breathing today? Hold on. I mean, you might have, you might have some dedicated like Wim Hof moments where you're like, yes breathing place. Right. And that's like me going on my walk with my intuition. And then the rest of the day, I'm just breathing. And sometimes I'll be like, Oh, take a deeper breath, Darcy. And I'll bring myself back to my awareness. That's what intuition is. And, you know, you gave the, you were just saying like, if you don't feel it in your body, then maybe wait. No, my thoughts are turn on some music and start dancing, start dancing a little in the kitchen while you're making dinner. So you feel your body. So, you know, there's this, um, people always say like, dance it out, like shake it off, you know, like dancing your body, shake off all the bad energy, whatever, just get it out. I always, I have a friend who says dance it in. And so she'll have you, you know, you know, just put on like, I don't know, just some fun Taylor Swift's great or, you know, Bruno Mars or something in the kitchen while you're making dinner and just start dancing in what you want. The thing about intuition is you actually have to know what you want for your life without the fear. So somebody will be like, oh, I want to be an artist, but I don't know how to make money at that. And then they let the fear stop Mm -hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I want to take a whole summer off and just go, you know, bum around Copenhagen and date tall men because they're so tall there. I love them. I'm six feet tall, so I really like tall guys. Um, the, then your brain will be like, no, you can't possibly take that much time off work. What would you even do? And nobody in Copenhagen yes. will like you and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yes. So you'll have this this feeling, this thing you're called towards, and then your brain will immediately squash it. If you can learn how to not let your brain squash it, while you just daydream about it, um, that's the beginnings of some beautiful intuition. You're only intuitive in the space of what you know, what you want for your life. And so some people can be very disconnected from that, especially moms, because then they start to understand what they want for their kids in their life. But that's a great place to start moms. Like if you have an intuitive, like one of your kids is out of sight and then you suddenly feel like, oh my gosh, go check on them. <laughs> They're, you know, and then mm-hmm. that mother's intuition, your intuition actually gets heightened when you have children in a lot of ways, if you're not actively working on it, but you have to bring what that, that care and attention you have for your child, you have to bring that back to you, knowing that your kids will thrive more, the more you are you. <laughs> Does that make sense? Instead of being their mom, you actually need to, and I'm not trying to give parenting advice. I'm not a parent or anything, but, um, really coming into that place of what you want out of life, where you're going within the current situation that you have. So dancing, that's basically what I'm saying to do. Dance the fear out. (laughs) Stop. Um, stop stopping your thoughts. So if you're like, Oh, I want to do this, but no, I can't because of this. If you can just say, I want to do this and then allow that to kind of play out a little bit. It's, it, it's funny as I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm literally, I'm taking every word and I'm processing that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening. I'm not even thinking about the next question I'm going to ask. I'm processing and it's interesting. It's like we're we're dancing between this fact that 
you innately have been doing this for so many years. Mm-hmm. I think you take for granted the like <laughs> pa- the power of what uh, you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so for people that and I and I'm, I'm I get it because I'm getting glimpses of it from my own mm-hmm. life. You know the you know I I wouldn't this let's take dancing for example. I love to dance. It took a divorce for me to learn to swing dance. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it took that like mm, that life you know, that little wrench, that little, ooh, mm-hmm. little heartbreak, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and, and so I think it's hard for, maybe for someone who's listening, they might not think to dance. They might not think like, uh, let me try to think another example. I, I went to like all these Tony Robbins events. I think, wait, wasn't your like, wasn't like your first step into all this, like Tony Robbins? Um, he was a part of it. I mean, I definitely went to a few Tony Robbins events and then I, I did a really interesting thing where I decided not to learn from men for a year because I was learning the masculine way of doing things. And Tony Robbins is still all about the hustle and all about the achievement. And I was already in hustle and achievement mode. And so I was in my masculine energy a lot. I don't know if people understand the difference between masculine and feminine. It has nothing to do with your gender, though it can. But the hustle and the achievement and the logic and the reason and the numbers and the um, plan and the, all of that is masculine energy. Feminine energy is the creation. It's the dance. It's the crashing wave. It's the no schedule. It's the, I'll do whatever the F I want. It's the, it's that part. It's the part that births and creates and the masculine part protects and defends and strategizes right? And we have that within each, within ourselves, we have both parts, but usually we're drawn more to one. Intuition is a highly feminine, energetic thing. Okay. So men do have it. I will say women tend to have it easier because it is not a thing that is logical. It is Mm. not a thing that is reasonable. Mm. It Mm. is a thing. It is a knowing it is a, it is a way of being that is just highly sensitive and being aware. It's just being aware. Like it's just that simple. I know we're trying to <laughs> like, it's complicated, but it's being aware of you. It's being aware of your gifts. It's being aware of what's around you. Now, a masculine energy can be aware of what's around you in terms of danger. And we, I have that, like when I'm, you know, walking to my car at night, I'm very aware. I'm very prepared. I, you know, follow all the logistical plans of don't park in a dark spot or whatever. Like women really do ask any woman. She knows her intuition because she knows when she is not walking out to that parking lot alone. That's the first step, but then it can grow bigger than just self-preservation it can grow bigger into magic and creation and soul's purpose. And, um, you know, again, it calls you to know yourself with what you're in alignment with and what you're not. So for example, one thing of my intuition, there was this really huge podcast I could have gotten on millions of views and I, and it just didn't 
keep working out. And it didn't feel, I was like, I know logically I should get on this. It's a great move. I was trying to get on this podcast and it kept not working out, not working out. Well, then Black Lives Matter came out last last year. We were really going through that. And it turns out this person was a highly racist person. And as I watched it unfold, I was like, oh, wow. Thank goodness I was not on their podcast, you know, like that, that was not a brand I actually wanted to support. And so to me, that was like divine life unfolding. You know what I mean? So I don't know how to make these examples any better. You're right. I've been in this space for so long. I'm like, how do I make this just, you know, it's just really your nose, start saying no more to the things you want to say no more. It's really following your emotions. That's all intuition is. If you're, if you're sad, go take time to be sad and don't fake it. You know Uh, what I mean? Like, yes, yes, yes. Find all these places where your emotions and get in touch with them. And then uh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have a good checklist. Feminine energy doesn't do well with checklists. <laughs> so Nathan okay. will write up a checklist and he'll, he'll put it out there for you. <laughs> well, there are, I'm curious, are there any, any books or, 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 or people that you think you're right? Tony, Tony's masculine energy. I, t- I talk a lot about, and there's nothing bad with that. that you know, no, I think he forgets some about the femic feminine experience. And he is definitely like a bro. Like I call them the bro marketers. Like they're just these guys that we keep giving power to again and again and again, because we see them as powerful, you know, Joe Dispenza, Dean Graciosi, Tony Robbins. It's not like these people are bad. No, but does everything like, but they don't, they don't, they don't resonate with my intuition and my divine feminine. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just these guys teaching you how to hustle and change your thoughts as much as you can. So you can make the million dollars. You can get the hot wife and you can do this, you know, like, sure. Great. That's great. That's also just the American dream. They're all selling the same thing. They are salesmen. I'm not going to put them up as gurus. I've seen way too many people do that. And nobody is my guru. I am my own guru. You are your own guru. That is what intuition means is not to look at a Tony Robbins or a Joe Dispenza and think, I want to be them. They're already them. There's yeah. no, there's no other Joe or Tony. So you need to be you. And if you want to give in to the fact that you, being you means you have to be on stage and change people's lives and heal them and whatever. Okay. That might be your path. That's not my path. And the moment I stopped pretending that that was a path that I wanted, but that I was seeking after it just to like meet what I thought was going to make happiness, then the real Darcy got to start coming out, you know, because there's only one Tony Robbins and guess what? There's only one Darcy Benincosa. So why would I Mm. try and do what Tony Robbins is trying to do? It's not what I want to do. You're not making him wrong. No, not at all. No. And, and by the way, I'm, I, I am watching time. So this is, I had, I had one more thing I wanted to share with you. mention the book really fast. One is a, a yeah. really good one is the magical path of intuition. It was written a long time ago. So it's kind of old school writing, but it's a good little start. The magical path. Who, who's the author of that? Florence Chauvel Shin back in the 1890s. It's, it's, it's tiny and small and sweet, but if you go, you know, it's really quick read and then you can kind of go from there and see what gets called 
called into your life, just DM me on Instagram. Tell me what you want out of life and I'll, I'll help guide you to the book that's right. I hate, you know, I think that we all are on different things, like just really deciding what we want, you know? I love that I, you're challenging me. Okay. You know, How am I challenging you? Know I mean? you? <laughs> like in a, in a, in a wonderful way, like, um, you know, it, it, it's the, I don't know. How do I, how do I articulate this? It's just, it's, you're reminding me that, I mean, my masculine brain, my masculine energy does want to like bullet point this out and create a framework and an action plan. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to simply listen to yourself. Like, yeah, listen to yourself. (laughs) I I had this, this. Oh, go ahead. I was going to share like, just, just to wrap up that thought. I I had this experience. It was this morning where I realized it. The type of photography that I have been loving lately is street style photography. Well, I have a little like, you know, a little whatever, four foot, five foot wide, white seamless. Mm -hmm. I'll carry it around in the back Mm -hmm. of my car and I'll drive around Nashville and I'll just pop it up in the middle of like a Dollar General um, uh, parking lot, right? And I'll see someone who looks really interesting. Like, hey, can I take your portrait? And as I'm setting it up, I'll talk to them, I'll learn their story, and then I'll shoot them a text or uh, an email with their picture. And I have been connecting with the most beautiful souls and it is my favorite work to date, these powerful portraits of people crying, laughing, whatever, in like dirty clothes, clean clothes. It doesn't matter. Like these are humans. Mm-hmm. And the thought hit me this morning. I was funny. I was taking a shower and I was like, but Nathan, that won't make you money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I literally told myself out loud. I said, shut the fuck up. That Mm -hmm. is not a story that is going to serve me. I don't need to Mm -hmm. worry about that right now. It feels really good. And I'm going to keep doing that. And that's me working that muscle out. I'm so, I'm so obsessed with working that muscle out. So I just, it it just, but everything you've just shared reminded me of like, just listen to your emotions. That emotion was like this insecurity. And when I asked myself where I felt that from is because I was comparing myself to others, making money and how they made money. Mm. And that's where it's wrong for me. Good job. Good job. Yeah. You were going to say something before I, I was also that. just going to say, as you develop that feminine part of you. So the list making part of you, I don't want to make that part wrong by any means. And it's just also seeing the opposite side of that and, you know, str- sure. surrounding yourself with women who are really in their feminine, um, <laughs> can be, it'll be the most beautiful and frustrating thing you ever do because <laughs> they will challenge the list and they'll, they'll rip up the list in front of you. And you'll be like, there went my list. And you'll have to rebuild the list while they're telling you to F the list. And, you know, you'll have some beautiful arguments and, you know, but it's, it's why we want to be with the other. One part of us really wants the list and the other part of us wants to burn the list and knowing when to have the dance of when to have the list and when to burn the list is really important because if we're always in list making mode, then we're going to be buttoned up, disconnected, separated, thinking about only making money, making choices that are safe. And if we never have the list, then we're going to be so chaotic. There'll be no money. We'll always be in like creation mode. It's like the hippie that shows up at dinner and never has her wallet. You're just like, oh my gosh, can you just bring your wallet like once, you know? So (laughs) it's the divine dance of both of those. And it's within yourself. It's within your partnerships. It's within your business. It's always happening. I think that's a beautiful way. That's, that is a beautiful way to end 
this episode. Is there anything that we missed? I don't even want to ask. I don't even want to guide us around a question. I want to create space oh here. Gosh, is there anything just, that you feel we like just you created missed? a little teaspoon? I don't know. I think I created more confusion maybe, but I think that's okay. Confusion also serves. So any little, just pick one part of the podcast that stood out to you where you're like, Ooh, that, and just take action on that one thing. And don't worry about trying to understand mm. all of it. Just take that first step. It's mm. beautiful. Well, you had mentioned a couple of things when we started. I want to end with those. Can you talk a little bit about these two uh, these two resources that we're going to share with, with my listeners? We've got the the co- the guide to making more money. Talk a little bit about that one, and then we'll jump into the next one as well. Yeah, so that's a seven day money mindset makeover, and I really do feel like again, your intuition will guide you to the abundance and the money that is yours. And so this is just a really tactical way to remake over some of your thoughts from the way you organize money in your life, like keeping some in your wallet to how you decide to ask for it in your business. And if you're uncomfortable receiving money, so all of those things. So it's seven days, it's a 20 minute guided lesson each morning for seven days that will just reboot the way you're thinking and you'll get some really beautiful nuggets. And then the second one is called the art of abundance. And it's actually a really feminine way of looking at listening to your body, because my guess is most of us, when we're on this path of intuition is that we've ignored ourselves a lot. And so there's going to be some reckoning around that, where we have to kind of go back and forgive ourselves for decisions we made in the past. Like maybe we chose a career that our parents wanted for us and it wasn't really what we wanted. And can we start over at 40? Right. So we have to kind of make restitution with the past version of ourselves. So we don't keep dragging them around and hating them and being mad at them, (laughs) the decisions that they made coming into the present moment in our body with that self-forgiveness and then moving on to the path of abundance. So this is just like a 90 minute session that shows you how to get, you know, make peace with the past versions of yourself. So you can come fully into the present and move into the future. Cause if you're always dragging that person of the past, like, like, let's say you have a belief you're bad with money. Well, the only way you're going to get good with money is to now come into a place where you have forgiven all the bad things you did with money, come into Mm. a clean slate, and and then you can move forward being good with money. But the reason why people are bad with money is because they keep perpetuating the belief that they're bad with money. So just kind of, you know, just little things like that. It feels like that one's a good, if they were to want to dive into something, do you think that one's a good one to jump into first before they go to the guide to making more money? You know... Whatever their intuition says. There you go. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'll set you up for that. How's that? Darcy, <laughs> you're amazing. I, I am, oh, you are too. So fun I'm to so talk grateful. With you. Yeah, really, your energy for sharing just your your superpower. So it's, it's been a lot. It's been a blast. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Listen, I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can implement in your life or business immediately. But before you go, I've got one ask of you, and that's to please subscribe and rate this podcast. Help me help other creative entrepreneurs like you and I. And here's the deal. When you leave your rating, you'll win a 15-minute free consultative meeting with me 
talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again. You rock.